0: Welcome back, everyone, to Aspire to Lead, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua underscore Stamper. All right, Aspire leaders, I have a treat for you because I have the very first guest of the Aspire to Lead podcast. This was a long time ago, five years ago. Todd Nesloni convinced me to create a podcast. Actually, there wasn't much convincing. I pretty much begged him to jump onto a podcast with me. But it's funny because it's kind of full circle, Todd. We, We started on YouTube. I really stole everything from you as far as the process, procedure, trying to figure this podcasting world out. And now we're back on. I'm using StreamYard and we're posting content on the new YouTube page. So we're video, we're back kind of full circle. And I have the pleasure of having you back on Aspire to Lead. So thank you so much
1: for joining me today. I cannot believe it has been five years, goodness, and you have had some incredible people on, so I'm thrilled, I'm like, oh my gosh, when you messaged me like, hey, you want to come on, I was like, "Uh, Josh, do I ever tell you no? Like, yeah, (laughs) let's make it happen, it's an easy excuse for me to hang out with you, so of course I'm going to say yes. It's been a while, buddy, I was looking, and it's
0: been a couple years, and no surprise to anyone, you've written a couple books in that time, (laughs) so I I really want to touch on that, I've had a couple of your co-authors on prior to, and you're too generous about the the guests that have been on this podcast because I really feel like you were the Kickstarter of that. So like people were like, oh, Todd Nisthony's been on? I have to be- You are
1: so full of it. You are so full of it.
0: (laughs) I have to be on the Aspire League podcast now. (laughs) So for those who are listening, if they haven't checked out your previous episodes, and to my benefit and to my listeners benefit we've had you on a couple of times and I, I feel like every single episode has just been a wealth of information and wisdom so Todd will you just kind of give us an update as to what's going on in your world because I feel like I'm looking on social media you're traveling like a madman uh yeah. it's kind of like where's Waldo you know finding Carmen San Diego I'm trying to figure out where Todd Sloney is at in the United States so can you just give us a little update
1: First of all, I feel like you really dove into my generation with those two references there with the Waldo and the Carmen Diego. I mean, it's like back in my childhood. Yeah, so I, I work full-time for the Texas Elementary Principals and Supervisors Association, also known as TEPSA, here in the great city of Texas, serving pre-K through eighth grade leaders. And then in addition to that, I'm the director of Get Your Lead On, which falls underneath the Get Your Teach On umbrella. So I get to help with those conferences and help organize lead-on. And then I do all my consulting and speaking as well on the side. Uh, the great thing about Lead On and Tepsa is a lot of my work is virtual. So it allows me the freedom to go out and just really travel and consult and, and help schools and districts grow themselves and their students. And I can do all my work on the plane and later at night at the hotel. But I got that going on. And then I'm, I'm helping my wife raise two twin boys, toddlers. They're two years old. That is a whirlwind, exhaustive experience every day. Uh, Another joy of working from home is I get to battle the workload as well as screaming children in the background usually. But right now they're asleep, so you don't get to hear them right now.
0: I mean, between your kids, my kids, and different animals in our houses, who knows the interruptions that may occur. But that's the fun of going live and doing this is because you just never know what's going to happen. So, uh, Todd, I want to talk about you know, Tepsa first because, you know, I've had the pleasure of of joining you in a couple of events here. I know you have different conferences that go on throughout the year. So is there anything that's coming up that would be beneficial for our aspiring and current leaders? Oh my
1: goodness. Well, you know, I always say, I I really try to be really selective over what I get involved in and what I spend my time doing because I really want to be a true reflection of what I believe in. Uh, And that was one of the reasons why when TEPSA offered the job, I was like, heck yeah, because I was a member of TEPSA and loved their summer conference. And now working behind the scenes and seeing that there's only like 12 people who do everything, I was like, whoa, when you work for a nonprofit, there's a lot going on. We have our Grow Leadership Conference coming up in November. We also have our summer conference coming up in june that is literally one of my top three favorite conferences ever that i'm a part of i'm so proud to be kind of helping organize some of that now just because it's always been one that i loved um but yeah it, it's a blast and it's at the kalahari uh resort which is in round rock and has the largest indoor water park in the united states so definitely a great getaway and some great learning so we also offer lots of online stuff too, which is for members and non-members. So we've got a lot of stuff that we really try to reach people where they are.
0: Well, I've been a member of that community for quite some time, and uh, I can tell you that the multitude of resources that are out there is phenomenal. And I know Todd that. Typically, folks think of that as just for elementary administrators, but that's not the case. That's also for secondary.
1: Yeah. And I'm so glad you said that because that's one of the biggest things we try to get across because, yes, elementary is in the name of our association, um, but we are a pre-K through eighth grade association. So we do serve all the way up to middle school and junior high. And the S in TEPSA actually stands for supervisors. So we have a lot of members who are superintendents, assistant superintendents, anybody and everybody, because for me. I love the stuff that we offer for growth and all that, but I always tell people, no matter what role you have in education, you should be involved in the association that fits your role. Whether that is your, te- your uh, teacher association, your instructional aid association, your a principal association, whatever it is, you need to be involved because almost every association comes with legal protections. And as all of you know, we live in a very volatile world these days. And so I always tell people in Texas, if you are an administrator in Texas and you aren't a part of an association, you are really putting your career at risk. Because for me, that was the main reason. I never needed the legal protections of TEPSA, but it was nice to know I had them just in case. Because I work with some people who are like, oh, well, my, my district has things like that. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Great. But what if your issues with your district, then, <laughs> you know, cause then yeah. you're kind of screwed. So always recommend, yes, it is an investment, but all the good things that you want to be a part of are worth an investment.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yes. And I, I love that you said that because I think there's a lot of components that we just forget about because we're just in that rat race of things going on. And we just assume, oh, our district will take care of us or these folks will. Um, I have this community here, but uh, there's so many things that you don't even realize you need until like I can think of several sessions at the conferences that you guys host that I was like, oh yeah, I I probably should look into that. Um, Wasn't even something that was on my radar.
1: This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. Now let's get back to the episode.
0: Todd, I know that uh, we're going to, Pivot into your books. And I wanted to touch on one that is a little bit different than what you've written prior to. And I don't think there's any good segue here other than, you know, reading it, it was just good for my heart. (laughs) Like it was just a fun way to experience a book that wasn't in the educational space. And I, I think you're going to do a better job of explaining to the listeners as to what this was. I know you had multiple authors that you collaborated with. I think there was four other folks. And the book's in this season, Words for the Heart. And I just love the illustrations. I love the setup. I, it was just like this beautiful, emotional, and heart-wrenching sometimes, breathtaking selection of like poetry and and words that were written, and I just love, absolutely love this book. So I want you to talk about it, maybe just like the inspiration behind it, where it came from, and and why you wanted to get a part of this project.
1: Well, first of all, that means a ton. This book, like you said, was definitely something different. It, you know, it's funny after every book, I'm like, I'm done. Like that took everything out of me. I'm not writing again. <laughs> and then it's like, oh wait, I do have some more in me that I want to write. But this one came from an idea of two things. One. I wanted a book that could be for anybody, not the word educator anywhere in it, but that could be that anybody could pick up and find value in. Um, I didn't want any any limiting elements. So when I was thinking about like what could I put out there in the world, it was right at the beginning of COVID, and there was just so much going on in our world, so much negativity, hurt, worry, and I just thought I want to put something out in the world that does the opposite of that. That is a source of refuge, a place where people can go to get some inspiration anything like that. And I thought, I'm such a collaborator that I was like, okay, I really want this to be different. Who are three people that I could collaborate with that I never have that could really help bring unique perspectives who come from different walks of life, different cultural backgrounds, different experiences and careers. So I reached out to a friend in California, one in Indiana and one in Tennessee and said, hey, do y'all want to write a book with me? And one of them was a spoken word poet. And he was like, can I write poetry? I'm like, yeah, it's going to be all kinds of stuff. So I was like, I just want us to create something together, to just find words that mean something to us and write to that word. So that way, when anybody opens the book, that's not they don't have to read it from cover to cover. It's you open it and you find a word that speaks to you. And then one of us four have written to that word. Sometimes it's a story, sometimes it's poetry, sometimes it's something to think about. It's different for every word, but you don't know who wrote to what word um, because we really wanted a collaborative experience. And as we were putting it together, I kept having these visual moments. I just, I'm feeling something when I read some of these, I'm picturing things. I was like, how can I add an element in there It is a little bit different than what I've seen in other books. And I was attending a conference and one of the organizers was showing me some work that he does with some graphic design. I was like, oh my God, you're creating some really cool stuff that has a general feel of something I haven't really seen before that I'd love to dive in with. I was like, have you ever illustrated for anybody? He was like, no. And I said, great, then you're the perfect person for this. Um, So I explained the book idea. He sent over some samples. We loved it. So every single chapter – Every single word that is in the book comes with art alongside of it. So no matter if you're the kind of reader who you need some visual stimulation, stimulation as you do that, or you just want to read the words, you've got something for every single chapter. No chapter will take you more than two or three minutes to read. So I kind of describe it as kind of like a devotional. Um, it's just meant to pick up when when you need some of that inspiration and hope. and. It's been really cool for me to see some of the emotional reaction from people that's a little different than other things I've put out there, especially when it's not a book for educators. And and that's been hard to get across. I mean, when all the books you've written have been for educators, it's hard for people to understand, like, wait, this isn't for teachers? And I'm like, well, teachers will get value out of it. Obviously, they're real people, too. But this book can be for anybody. It's a great gift. It's a great thing for you, no matter what your role is. And so I just I love the book so much.
0: Yeah, I love the part where you were talking about how quickly it is because it is such a fast read. I, I plowed through it. And for me, I know it was probably it would probably be better to go like day by day <laughs> and just like really soak it in. But I was just enthralled with the book. And so I just like powered through it all. And for myself, I know, Todd, you're the same way, like that visual aspect, too, is so powerful. And I just love the artist that you you know got for the book and and how it, that theme was just kind of tied throughout the entire read.
1: Yeah, it was. It, it really came out to be something special that I'm super proud of. Um, I do a terrible job uh, marketing it online, so if you haven't heard <laughs> of it, that's why. Because I'm really like, how do I how do I market this? Like, it's such a such a big thing to wrap your head around how different it is and how we tried to be special with it and really intentional. And so, I, I don't do a very good job marketing it, but I love talking about it.
0: Well, it's a powerful project, and like Todd was saying, like uh, for those who are looking for just a a bit of inspiration each day, you know, it's a quick read, maybe it's just something you pick up in the morning before you go to work and and go through a, a potentially a tough day in the world of administration and leadership. I think this book is for you, especially right now in this season, right, uh, of just getting out of the beginning of the excitement of the school year and the honeymoon period is potentially over. And it's getting a little more difficult. Uh, this, this might be a good read for you just to pick up and, and get you through your day.
1: Well, and you know, and the other idea behind us designing this was, this could be an individual process that you read through the book, but we also, because we had all this intentionality behind it. We also have yep. this idea of, this is be a great book for anybody to read with their group, with their association, with their grade level, with their campus, with their business, whoever they are, that you could be like, hey, let's read this book together because no matter what walk you're on in life, you're going to get something. That's why it's called In This Season. Cause we talk about how every season of life matters. And so we separate the book into the four seasons of life. Um, and so it's that idea. This is a, like, sometimes you pick books to read together with your team and not everybody's like wanting to give value out of that area that you're trying to grow them in. Whereas in this one's a great one to say, Hey, let's just read this show tomorrow. Let's talk about it. What'd you get out of here? What are you feeling? Because sometimes we miss that deep human connection by focusing so much on the professional connections.
0: Such a good point. I think that would be a really powerful book study, not because like you said, it's not like we're focusing on one thing it's not like, Hey, let's learn about standards-based grading. And, you know, sometimes the the conversation may not be rich, although grading sometimes gets uh, the best of all of us. So I think I've had some really intense conversations on that topic. So that might not be a good example, but as far as just connecting with human beings and, and what's going on in their life, I think as a team that would strengthen That core more so, understanding what's kind of going on in the background and and in their lives. So, I love that idea uh, of folks, uh, schools, building leaders, you know, maybe using this as a resource to stem
1: some conversation points to learn about each other. Exactly. And then having an easy source of inspiration if you need something to send out to your team, we made it for you.
0: Yeah. We have talked about you just powering through all these amazing resources. I had your co author, Tyler Cook, on. Right when this book came out, Building Authenticity, a Blueprint for the Leader Inside of You. Absolutely love this text. If you go to Joshdamper.com, go to resources. I've got several of Todd's books, including this one there. It's an easy click of a button to pick up this book. But... This is such a beautiful text because I mean this is exactly what this this podcast is built on, right? Is is trying to figure out like what are your core values? You know, trying to have some self-awareness and reflection and then also some feedback into your own life and that's what this book is all about, man. And it's such a a powerful resource I think anyone that's listening should rush out and get it because I think it doesn't matter if you're a brand new administrator or a veteran, I think this is a, a key piece to just go back in, in that reflection process. So I would love for you to, to touch on this book and, and the reason you and Tyler felt it was important to, to get this out to
1: the world. Yeah. So this is my newest book uh, came out after in this season. And as you can tell, I shifted a little bit within this season, trying to design something that could be for anybody. And then I shifted again and I was like, okay, there's a lot of great leadership out there. I love Simon Sinek, I love John Maxwell, I love Chip and Dan Heath. Like there's so many people that I love and 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 admire it and the work they're doing. And I was really thinking about, you know, I really want to help people see the leader within no matter what their job title is, no matter what they're choosing to do with their life, every one of us has a leader within. And it's always broke my heart that when I talk to people, and if I were to ask them to describe themselves in five words or 10 words, most people don't use the word leader in those first 10 words and because they don't see themselves as somebody who's impacting others. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. You, you impact people every day, whether you want to or not. So you need to start seeing yourself as a leader. But a leader, like I said, isn't a job title because we lead at work. We leave when we go home with whoever's at our home and we lead when we go out with our friends and all three areas of those leadership points in life matter. And so when I wanted to write this, I got, uh, Tyler Cook was a friend of mine and was doing incredible work. And then we were talking about leadership and I was like, Whoa, you have a doctorate in authentic leadership. That's a nice tie-in to what we're talking about. And so I was like, Let, let's write a book. And he was like, what are you serious? And I'm like, well, let's write some stuff together and see if we actually work together and flow And because it feels like our ideas align. I want to make sure this fits. And so he loved the idea of really just focusing on every area of life. And again, just like within this season, we don't mention the word educator anywhere in the book because we wanted to write a book that no matter how you're defining yourself, you can learn and have a blueprint on how to create that leader within so that you can be the best version of yourself no matter who is in your life or what you're choosing to do with your day-to-day moments. Um, And so it's a really exciting book, super proud of it. Uh, Just recently, we've we've really uh, got it into several companies. And so getting to see some of the work that me and Tyler as educators put into this book, but seeing some of those ideas of educational leadership now go into some of the corporate leadership has been fun and exciting. But my favorite part is finding someone who never defined themselves as a leader and then has read the book and been like, thank you. Like I got this, this, and this, and that's what I'm focusing on. I'm like, yes, that's exactly why I write this. Just hoping one person can find some value out of it. So uh, it's been a blast.
0: I can assure you more than one person has found value from this text. And I think you're right, bud. I mean, like some of the most powerful conversations I've had and some of the most enjoyable ones is is bringing someone in and, and letting them know, like, I see leadership qualities inside you. And honestly, like every single time the person sitting on the other side of the table is is shocked. And it's fun to like bring that to light in their life. But at the same time, it's kind of sad too, because they don't see that inside themselves. So I'm so glad that that you touched on this, not only in the book, but here in this conversation.
1: Well, thanks. I appreciate that. And it's, it's just been, it's been a blast getting to share about it. So I, I, I love seeing the feedback and I love that I'm getting to branch out into outside of education just to kind of hopefully inspire people regardless. So just to see that feedback has been fun. Awesome.
0: Well, Todd, you had touched on another resource, another event with get your lead on. And I would love for you to share about that because, you know, with this podcast, I want to really highlight as much as possible for folks because administration is hard. It's a a hard role. Sometimes you feel like you're on an island, you're doing this by yourself and you don't have a lot of support. And so I want to make sure that people are connected in different ways and in different communities so that they feel like they have someone to turn to in a time of need. So will you just share a little bit about that organization and, and what folks can get out of Get Your Lead On?
1: Yeah. So Get Your Teach On was born of the idea that conferences could be done differently that they could feel different. And after attending one, I fell in love with it, was friends with the organizers. And my buddy Adam DeVico and I pitched the idea of what about a leadership one? Because we were like, you know, there's a lot of really great leadership conferences out there. I could list them off the top of my hand. And so I just think, I'm like, I don't want to be somebody who's like a direct competitor to them, but I want to do it different. Like that's always my thing. I want to be different. I want to be doing something that brings value in a way that others might have missed. And so the great thing about Get Your Lead On is it is a different type of conference compared to any other leadership one you've been to. It's very high energy, there's music, there's usually, there's balloons, there's decorations, there's lights. Like it it is a party, but it has the meat as well. And so we tried to really make something that was fun, that was engaging, that focused on the heart side of a leader, but that equally focused on the meat. And what can you walk away with? What can you take from that? And so we've been able to watch it grow. I think our summer conference had a little over 1,100 um, leaders from around the world um, at it. So it was pretty exciting. It was very large, way more than we were. I was anticipating, um, way above my goals. But that was great. You, I met my goal. Uh, but it's just it's been exciting to kind of get to watch it grow um, and know that. It, never have I ever defined it as better than another conference. I think that you have to find the learning that fits you. You have to find the learning that fits your personality. There are times when I want to go to a conference and I just want to pick my sessions and go from room to room and not talk to anybody, not have any games I play. I just want to go and sit and learn. And then there are times when it's like, well, I want to, like, I need a break. Like, I want to go and learn this, but I want to be fun. Like, I, I, want, I want somebody to do something silly. I want somebody to make me laugh. I want somebody to make me cry. And I want some takeaways because my job, I obviously need to be getting better at every day. And so I think it's finding what you need at the right time. And for me, Lead On is that place that is high energy, exciting. I know I'm going to get good content from people around the country. And it's a great opportunity to meet other leaders from around the country, which is true for any conference but lead on especially is designed for you to get to know other people and form those connections so that that helps you become a better leader too all
0: right i want to touch on one last piece of content that you have available and <laughs> not to get away from get get your lead on because i think that's a phenomenal event and plus if you haven't seen todd and sloney speak before <laughs> oh my goodness powerful, tears. I have seen audiences just completely moved. And uh, thankfully, I've gotten to see Todd speak, well, more than I can count. And every time it is phenomenal. But uh, Buddy, I want to talk about uh, your courses, because I know you have a couple for campus culture and classroom culture, uh, phenomenal courses. I've, I've had a chance to see the back end of, of those and, and go through it. Such an amazing piece of content that. Again, it, like you have the visual p- component, you have resources built inside of it, and then the videos too are, are fantastic. So will you just touch on like what folks can get from those two courses?
1: Yeah. So a lot of the work that I do, whether it's blogging, podcasting, or speaking in person, obviously when you attend any kind of informational training or you listen to something or a webinar, you're very limited to what your brain could take in. It may be a lot of great ideas, but you think, I don't have the capacity for this right now. I only have the capacity for one or two. And then when the time comes six months down the road, you may think, oh my God, I've totally forgot. Like, what did they say? I know there were other good stuff. And so that was kind of the idea behind creating a course was that people could sign up. I wanted it where they would get lifetime access where I was in full control. So if they needed to contact somebody, they could contact me where they could get learning directly from me. And so I was like, but I I really want to focus on the culture aspect, this, this kind of evergreen idea of what are some things that i can share where no matter what year you sign up there's going to be value there for you where i can put over a hundred ideas so that even the first time you watch it that's why you have lifetime access so you can go back and get more and more and more you can watch it with your team i designed one that was an administrative line and then a classroom line and they're they're very very similar except for one module in each of them and that one module focuses more specifically on classroom more specifically on campus um but otherwise it's just over 100 ideas and me just sharing them and then it's not just the videos you'll get some pdfs you'll get some links to documents things like that that i've already created for you or that stuff you may need to share with the team that's already made for you Uh, so i really try to not only have great ideas but also eliminate a little bit of the workload for you as you go through the course
0: Toward the end of our conversation, I always like actionable items, right? Because it's one thing to like go through or maybe like go to a conference, read a book. I mean, we consume so much, but it's the taking action piece, right? And I would love for you just to share. I know you were a phenomenal administrator. I got to visit your campus multiple times, see you in action, even when a fire alarm was pulled in the middle of a meeting. I mean, I've seen it all and (laughs) I've even witnessed you just... In the cafeteria, just, you know, doing duty there and, and like working with the kids and it was phenomenal. But, you know, if there's one thing that someone can do to enhance their leadership journey, you know, is there something that you tried out, it worked beautifully and it was something that you implemented and you feel like every administrator should also do something similar? If, if, I know you probably have like a thousand examples of, of what I'm asking, but if you could just like, maybe just share one or two, I think that'd be fantastic for our listeners.
1: Yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing for me, it comes down to if I want to be a leader that's worth following long term, I need to make sure the people I'm leading know that I'm not above them. Yes, I have a title that's going to require me to make some decisions that you may not like, but I'm going to serve alongside you and serve you. I think sometimes we get into leadership roles and it's so exciting to be in charge that we forget where we came from. Um, And we lose sight of that idea of servant leadership. And so for me, I did morning car duty every single morning. I had a one lunch duty every single day. My whole admin team did. And I did afternoon car duty every single afternoon. Unless, of course, it was an emergency meeting or something like that. But that was just the start of what I wanted to be. I wanted to be the face that was there present. That was there serving. That didn't expect my team to do something I wasn't going to do as well. Which then, of course, led to me making sure that when I see staff members and I'm building those relationships and it's a rough day for someone, I should have the ability to walk into their room and go, you know what? Go take a 30-minute break. Go do what you need to do. Run over to Sonic, to Starbucks, whatever. I got your class. Like, and then, well, I I don't have this organized. It doesn't matter. I've been a teacher. I should know what I'm doing. I've got your class. It doesn't matter what grade. I can do something with your class for 30 minutes. But I want you to just go take a break. I just want you to go breathe, whatever. And that was really important to me to make sure that I had those relationships built enough that I could know when those difficult days were. I was in the classrooms as much as I could be. I wasn't stuck in my office all day long, every day. And, and on the other hand, I know that some administrators, we do find ourselves in the office a lot because we're dealing with students or parents or teachers. I get that. But you need to be intentional about the time. My principal that I worked under when I was a teacher was, is the reason why I started this because I remember every single morning she would stop by my room and say, how's it going? Need anything? And I never need anything. And, and it's so funny that to me, I can still remember that she stopped by every single morning. And did I need that? No. But did I really appreciate that from the leader of my campus? Yes. Yes. I really like knowing if I do have someone that comes up, I know she's going to walk by so I can talk to her and get it out then. And so even though for me, that first thing in the morning didn't work for my leadership style, I had it on my calendar every single day, a certain time of day that did work better for me and my personality. And so having it on my calendar helped send me the reminder. Also let my secretary who had access to my calendar know that Todd, you're not supposed to be in your office right now. You're supposed to be over here and get saying hi to people. And so having those kind of things in place fit my personality and allowed me to serve my people. Did I always do it the best way I could have? No, but I think you have to give yourself grace and understand that you're going to look back on days and go, that day was a complete failure, or I really let people down when I didn't show up for this, or I sucked at this for a week. I need to get myself back in track because I've let other things take over. And I I could spend all day long talking about all the things I did wrong. For me, it's looking about how am I continually working on getting better? Because what I try to tell leaders now is great intentions do not lead to success. So we need to stop this idea of, well, I had great intentions. Yeah, that that doesn't mean anything. Great intentions don't lead to success. It's about what are you doing to make things better and to learn from your mistakes, apologize when necessary, and keep moving forward.
0: Well, Todd, I saw you firsthand. I know no one is perfect in administration. We all fail every single day, <laughs> but like you said, we got to sometimes give ourselves grace, and then you know make sure that we're reflecting on like what can we do better the next day. And sometimes we do go through ruts. I mean, as you know, things come up that really beat us down. I, I you said the legal part. You know, sometimes you know it gets crazy, and you got district admin or lawyers or parents or you name it uh, getting. Um, into your schedule and and making things really really stressful and sometimes things fall to the wayside. But it's important to come back and make sure that you're supporting your teachers as much as possible. And I thought you did a, a beautiful job of that. And I, I love that you're now able to go across the country and, and help administrators with that. So Todd, if someone wants to bring you in for a keynote or talk with their staff, you know how may they do that? Or you know, I, really, if if folks are not connected with you and on social media. I, I would beg them to do that immediately. So how could they do that also?
1: Well, the easiest place for me to send people is my website, which is ToddNesloni.com And if you don't know how to spell Nesloni, if you spell it even close to it, when you Google it, it'll come up just redesigned the whole site. So I'm super proud of everything that's been put into that. Um, But it's got videos, articles, blog posts. You can sign up for my email list. All kinds of things are on there um, as well as contact me forms and and my access to my books, everything. So definitely you can go to toddnesloni.com.
0: Toddnesloni.com. It's on the YouTube page here. So if you're watching on video form, you just copy and paste that on there. I'll put it in the show notes though for folks. um, You know, if you're on your podcast app, you can just click on it; and it'll go right to Todd's website. There, you can find his blogs, his courses, all his books. I I've lost count. I,
1: what are you like twenty books in now, Todd? Six plus a children's <laughs> book. That's it. And I really am done for a while right now. I'm I'm still trying to recover. So. <laughs> oh,
0: I totally understand that. i was still recovering from my first book, so I don't I don't know how I you believe six. It. But uh, I am getting that itch, so maybe I'll have an announcement here soon about uh, a potential of a second book. But I'll just kind of tease that out for now as I'm percolating on a, a new topic here. But just so folks know, as far as Aspire to lead my book, Todd Neslone, I had the privilege of having him write the forward to the book. So if you want to read some additional content of his, he wrote a beautiful forward. I am so grateful for you. Because the book supporting. is
1: amazing. That's the only reason I agreed <laughs> to write the forward because the book is amazing. So... <laughs>
0: Well, I appreciate that buddy, (laughs) but the only reason I am here on YouTube and on podcast applications is because of the man that I'm speaking to now. You are amazing administrator, leader person uh you are such a great friend and i i blame you for a lot of things and they're all good things
1: i'll take it i'll take it
0: (laughs) so i appreciate you so much for being on aspire to lead once again and for all the fantastic things that you're doing to support educators and leaders all across this country
1: thank you josh i appreciate all what you're doing as well